Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Today's Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 323 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking at the week of November the 15th to November the 21st, Doctrine and Covenants sections 133 to 134. Um, and this week... Uh, is a lot of more focus about uh, the the second coming of the Saviour. Um, please uh, do uh, share the podcast uh, before we get started today. I wanted to have a big reminder of that. It is a wonderful opportunity to have a daily dose uh, of the Come Follow Me discussions and supplement what you're studying with uh, some thoughts from uh, the scriptures, from the resources we have, from quotes from general authorities, all about what we have uh, in the uh, to discuss and study this week. So uh, happy to have you here. In Doctrine and Covenants section 133, we have a really good um, kind of um, background to where this section came from. And I, I actually quite like, I mean, as many listeners uh, to this podcast know, I use the historical resources a lot, particularly the, the Revelations in Context uh, book, as well as the Joseph Smith Papers analysis. But actually, I really like how the Come Follow Me manual itself, uh, in the printed and digital form, um, introduces this this section this week and explains where section 133 came from. It says, quote, When the church was barely 19 months old, the prophet Joseph Smith and other church leaders laid out ambitious plans to compile God's Latter-day Revelations into one volume and print 10,000 copies, double the first print run of the Book of Mormon, close quote. Many of you will remember this when we um, studied the, the relevant sections around this about the Book of Commandments. It continues, quote, Unfortunately, high costs tempered these plans, and mobs attacked the church's press while printing was in progress. They scattered the unbound pages, and although courageous saints preserved some of them, no complete copies of the Book of Commandments were known to have survived. What we now know as section 133 of the Doctrine and Covenants was meant to be an appendix to the Book of Commandments, like an exclamation point at the end of the law's published revelations. It warns of a day coming day of judgment and re-echoes the call found throughout modern revelation. Flee wilderness, as symbolised by Babylon, build Zion, prepare for the second coming, and spread this message unto every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Close quote. Um, I really like this. And so obviously you may recognise as you start to study this section before we dive into it this week, that uh, it was given on November 3rd, 1831, which is around the same time as the um, the preface uh, of the book of of the book of commandments was given or doctrine and covenant section one as we know about it today um and so this uh, was meant to be kind of the appendix or the end word of all these revelations uh, but because of obviously the the date it was given and uh, further revelations being given uh, which were felt that needed to be put into this book of commandments um it now is not the last section of this record or, the, or this book, um, which is actually a little bit of, um, of a sad thing, really, because it's when you realise this, uh, that this section was given in 1831 and the next section, a section 134 that we'll study this week, was given in 1835. And then after that, it is the announcement of the martyrdom of the prophet Joseph Smith that, of course, these are our last two interactions uh, with revelations given through the prophet Joseph Smith. Um, and so there's a little bit of a bittersweet moment, really, when you realise that. So let's enjoy these two sections now uh, as we go through uh, kind of these two appendixed uh, revelations given to the prophets uh, and consider 
ask why they are so important, why it was felt that they should be put after all the revelations that have come before in this book, and what do we learn from it for our day, particularly as it is, or what was compiled as the last uh, couple of revelations that the prophet, well, they weren't the last couple of revelations that the prophet received, but of course they were seen as the, the last words on what the prophet had um, had received and were put into as put in the, in the Book of Commandments as his last words, as it were, even though they were received quite early on in 1831. Um, so as, as the uh, Come Follow Me manual describes, it's kind of seen as an exclamation point, a reminder about what is in a, coming in a forthcoming day. Um, and so this is uh, something which, of course, applies to us today. Um, in verse two, it says, the Lord who shall come suddenly to his temple, the Lord who shall come down upon the world with a curse to judgment, yea, upon all the nations that forget God and upon all the ungodly among you. Um, this is interesting that uh, we have this uh, view of the Savior coming to earth with this judgment in his wake. And I think that sometimes we, we have a tendency to and and rightly so i think to a degree to paint the savior in a merciful loving compassionate picture where all who come unto him can receive great blessings and love and comfort and that is absolutely true he is all of those things and far more than we can put into words but we do need to remember that we have to make that choice to come to him and repent and to change and to strive to live the covenants that we make otherwise there will be judgments that come down um, Adam Neil A. Maxwell said, quote, his work proceeds forward almost as if in the comparative calmness in the eye of a storm. First, he reigns in the midst of his saints soon in all the world. So as the shutters of human history begin to close as if before a gathering storm and as events scurry across the human sea like so many leaves before a wild wind, those who stand before the warm glow of the gospel fire can be, can be permitted a shiver of the soul. Yet, in our circle of certitude, we know, even in the midst of all these things, that there will be no final frustration of God's purposes. Close quote. There is almost, you know, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, with the revelations that have been received by modern-day prophets, we know of the oncoming um, coming of Christ. And we have said, uh, in all the revelations that have come about his second coming, that we should be excited for this time. But there is going to be a little element of um, distress or uncertainty from those that don't know about this. And so as we get later on in this section through this week, there is that call to to share that gospel and share that news with others from from our side of things. Because, of course, uh, we need to make sure that we prepare, help prepare others. But before we can do that, we need to prepare ourselves. And so in verse four, the Lord begins to focus on the vessels of the Lord. In verse 4 he says, Wherefore, prepare ye, prepare ye, O my people, sanctify yourselves, gather ye together, O ye people of my church, upon the land of Zion, all you that have been commanded to tarry, go ye out from Babylon, be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Now, of course, we need to understand that um, what Babylon is, and Babylon in this case is obviously not speaking about a physical city or anything like that, uh, but we have to... Um, leave behind all elements of the world or at least the things that the world would have us do in order to conform to the um, degenerating morals and values of the day and this is very difficult and it will become to be even more so difficult uh, as the world progresses in the way that it is going in many areas 
Um, but even so, the Lord requires us to do this and not be part of Babylon and its um, and its agreements. Uh, President Gordon B. Hinckley said, quote, Thus has he spoken to us in modern revelation, be clean in body, be clean in mind, be clean in language, be clean in dress and manner. I speak to, uh, to the, particularly to the boys, but I hope the men will also listen and hear. We all constantly need reminding. Our bodies are sacred. They were created in the image of God. They are marvellous, the crowning creation of deity. No camera has ever matched the wonder of the human eye. No pump has ever built that could run so long and carry such heavy duty as the human heart. The ear, the ear and the brain constitute a miracle. The capacity to pick up sound waves and to convert them into language is almost beyond recognition. So, sorry, almost beyond imagination. Look at your finger and contemplate the wonder of it. Clever men have tried to match it, but have never fully succeeded. These, with other parts and organs, represent the divine omnipotent genius of a God who is our eternal father. Close quote. I loved that because it is this reminder that we have so much blessing and such a divine heritage from our Heavenly Father, but we need to make sure that we are looking after and taking care of and using correctly our body and its many facilities and functions that it can do. And if not, then we need to make sure we begin doing so today. Um, and so let's remember that as we continue on through studying this section together. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do share the podcast. Uh, with someone that you know and until we meet again